Hi. Hi. This is for the girls podcast. I'm Nick Westrate. I'm Jason Black. Um, this is a podcast about um, queer people and their divas. And it's about punks and their divas. It's about bitches and their divas. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. Done. Boom. Who do we have today, babe? Who do we have? We have Brandon Rizzuto today, who's a great photographer who lives in Los Angeles, California. Hi, Hi Brandon. Brandon. Hey, guys. Hey, how are you doing? Brandon, who are you talking about? We're talking about Susie Sue from Susie and the Banshees. Susie Sue. She's my ice queen. Ice queen? <laughs> yeah. What's an ice queen? Well, that was a name that the media had given her, actually, because of her cold kind of persona. Yeah. And they started calling her the ice queen, so she it kind of stuck. I think she liked it. I just watched... <laughs> did you watch her that interview that she did with... Um, uh, Graham Graham Norton. Graham Norton. Oh, was it the one that was kind of recently, like in the two thousand? In the two thousands, yeah. She was like, "I'm away from my pussies." Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "You already said pussy," and it's been like two seconds. Is, yeah. And she just like sat there with her legs crossed and just kept being like, "Where are yeah. the pussies?" They were gonna bring. I was like, "Ooh, this person's got a yeah total vibe." Yeah, she's uh, she'll be very nonchalant, but a little shady and yeah. cool as a cucumber the whole time. Yeah, that's why I love her. <laughs> How did you find her? Where, you, where were you first when you first um, heard her? Well, I think she first like entered my radar in 1989. I think it was like MTV and the song Peekaboo came on, mm-hmm. which was a really great catchy song. But in 1989, like if you saw something on TV, you kind of just had to wait till you saw it again. I mean, there was you couldn't YouTube it. You couldn't look it up again. Right. Or you, so did you I record rem- it then? I didn't. Oh. I remember seeing it, and I was like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Wonder if I'll ever see it again. You know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And it, it kind of came in and went, and I, then she started coming on my radar a little bit more. And then MTV did this show in the 90s called, like, Postmodern MTV, and then 120 Minutes. And I, she had just released her side project with Budgie, who's also in the Banshees, called The Creatures. Mm-hmm. And they did a song called Standing There, and I saw the video for it. And, you know, she was just this woman that was so tough, so exotic, so crazy looking that I, that was really my first intro. Hey, creepers, I'm talking to you. I got a message to give to you. You got a problem I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what kept me from this artist. I have no idea. I knew the fashion. Okay. Like, and, and I kind of like thought of the fashion as like Adamant or something. Okay. Kind of like Adamant, but like in that same similar sure category. Like just 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 looking at it, yeah. but like this is just like opening up the funnest box <laughs> yeah. for me. Yeah. Like this music is, and also there's something about being in LA and driving to this. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so also, you s- that, also that video. Uh, I love this. Like everyone should watch the video on YouTube, but. Uh, the, the ripping off of the army man's head mm-hmm. and then the forcing of the man to have lipstick. Right, yeah. So, like, so much of, like, why we call this podcast For the Girls is because, like, growing up with the things that you liked as queer boys yeah. were for girls and not for you and this, like, the gender binary and all that sure. stuff. And now just that we're grown-ass queens, we mm-hmm. can just, like, celebrate whatever the fuck we want to celebrate. Yeah, absolutely. take our shit back. But I love that in that video. Yeah, I mean, for... 
you know, uh, to put it into context, I I was a big Madonna fan when I was younger, and I kind of lo- was losing interest in her, and a lot of the women that I had been obsessed with really weren't speaking to me on the right level anymore. And when I s- got into Susie, I was like, whoa, she's speaking my language, she's kind of weird and out there, she's she's totally different. Were and, you weird and out there? Yeah, I was pretty weird and out there. What does and, that mean? I mean, you know, I, I was coming to terms with my own sexuality, knowing that I was, you know... Where, where are you from? Where is, where is all this I grew where up is in, all this revolution happening? <laughs> I grew up in Denver, Colorado, oh. in a little, little town called Littleton, Colorado. Okay, is that beautiful? Uh, I feel like anytime yeah. someone says Colorado, I'm like, it must be beautiful. <laughs> it, it is beautiful there. Yeah? yeah I like it. Um, it's actually... I mean, kind of ironically, the the city that all those kids were massacred in, and the, the Columbines, <laughs> the shooting too. Oh yeah, fuck. that was uh, my my home city. And Whoa, happened after I you know graduated high school. But Colorado's a weird place. But it is. Yeah, it's a. It was a very kind of homophobic, very white centric kind of neighborhood. Uh-huh. Small, uh-huh. middle class. Everything was kind of the same. And how old were you when you found Susie? Thirteen. So 1990, yeah, 13, yeah. yeah. Um, so it was, you know, life was a little different then, I guess. You know? Were you, like, kind of, I mean, were you kind of getting into that, like, punk phase? Yeah, I was of... kind of listening to, like, new wave music right. and things like that and was just feeling a little bit different. And, you know, when I found her, it was like, wow, this lady is saying she's not addressing songs in this way that... I love you, you need to love me, or I'm sexy, or... I mean, she's literally telling men to go fuck off, you know, in this video, and I couldn't believe it, Mm. you know? And for me, you know, I was kind of being bullied at school as a queer kid and things like that. So she's, you know, addressing all those things in that song, you know, with the lyrics she's talking about, you know, how empty and pointless your lives must seem, and you're afraid of what you don't understand. Finally, like someone, Mm -hmm. a woman, was telling me things that I wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. Not like, look at me, I'm great and sexy and gorgeous. And so I kind of dropped Madonna like a hot potato and picked up with Susie, and she became my new Madonna. Yeah. Wow, I'm <laughs> yeah. obsessed with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. A lot of the queers hate me for that. But I, I respect Madonna a lot, but she just n- did not speak to me anymore after I, I, in that way. Well, yeah, it was kind of like you, like, baby stepped. Like, you got, like, yeah. kind of radical, and then you went. I mean, you saw the thing that was... Or, like, what you you needed was something a little more aggressive, a little more more intense than what Madonna was going to give you. In 13, you start feeling so intense. It's a weird time period, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's when I got, like, deep into Ani DeFranco. Yeah, and that's when I was, like, failing everything. (laughs) Yeah. I was like... It's an awkward time. Oh, my gosh. I was, like, failing everything. Life, everything was horrifying. Yeah. I got really gay when I was 14. Um, so then after you saw this video, sorry. You got gay at 14? Yeah. You failed up really then, I guess. Yeah. I was failing up. Like, puberty was really kind to me. Oh, puberty hit me like a brick. <laughs> oh, fuck. I wish I, I wish I had time. Susie. Right, yeah. Yeah, she, she led you yeah that's it. good to have that kind of rage. To, like, be able to connect, like, all the stuff that's going on and all the forces going on without you to have, like, some kind of string to, to, right. to you know, to an artist that's like, oh, this is... I can I can see myself in this. Right. I can, I can understand this message. Exactly. I mean, and, you know, there were... Not to say that there weren't, you know, other artists before her that mm-hmm. were giving off that message or even after, but it hadn't really hit anywhere. I mean, Courtney Love really hadn't hit the scene, mm-hmm. so I, we couldn't, I couldn't attach onto that kind of aggressiveness yet mm-hmm. or anything. But Susie also had a way of doing things that were was beautiful and mysterious and dark, and you were questioning about what she was talking about like half the time I was like well what is she singing about you know because it was never so cut and dry mm-hmm. so I thought she here's a really intelligent woman that can do it her own way can present this you know this persona that you almost can't mess with it's it's amazing so I um right before I got I wanted here, to I be looked her. up the lyrics to uh, Spellbound okay to try to understand it better I don't still <laughs> yeah I was like I was like okay I'm gonna read this and figure this out yeah and then I was like oh I guess it's from the cradle bars comes a beckoning voice the same spinning you have no choice Oh, 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 oh,
it's I love that song so much. Yeah. But um, sometimes I still don't know what some of the songs are about. But she definitely likes to observe the world through like a different lens, and some of it's mystical, some of it's uh, you know political, some mm-hmm. of it's just social observations, and. It's not always easy to, like, really... It's not cut and dry. And I think that's what I loved about the challenge. You had to really... Like, well, what is, what is her message about? So, so it's the 90s. Uh, yeah. We're in Colorado. You the see 90s. that video. Colorado, yeah. You get, cl- you get clued yeah. in. What's the next step? Um, I delved into all of her past work and, and, you know, into the Banshee's work. I mean, at Were you, like, going to the CD store and, like... It was tricky, yeah. I had to go, like... The internet to, wasn't around then, Exactly. Babies. No internet. <laughs> there was, like, a Sam Goody over at the mall. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I remember... I was Sam Goody sucked. Did Sam, did Sam Goody they, carry all of the Banshee's Yeah, I feel like catalog? Sam Goody had, like, three CDs. No, that was the problem. I remember what had happened before was I was a big B-52s fan, and I was uh, trying yes. to find all their old music, and I'm, uh-huh. I went to my mom, and I was like, oh, Mom, I don't know, like, what's wrong with this record store? They don't have yeah. all the albums I'm looking for. So she was like, I think I know this place downtown that might. And my mom was a big music lover, and she oh. took me down to this record store called Wax Tracks that had everything. And that really introduced me to a lot of different underground music and made it made me kind of put Susie in context with what kind of scene she was in and what kind of music genres that was. was right? there, were there like amazing, smart Empire Records-esque workers at this place? Oh yeah, yeah. You had your your industrial teens and goth kids yeah. working there and some, guiding you. Yeah, showing you, you the could light ask them questions. The yeah, you could, you could say, "Well, what is this Cure album or whatever it was at the time?" And and it was great. So it would kind of form my way of finding out music and get really getting into the goth scene. Really, actually, when I was what? a kid, I really and that's that's her scene. I mean, what is hers? What is her scene? She would tell you no. Um, she you know, have a scene. Susie definitely sprang from the 1970s England punk scene. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but it feels like it was just like a jumping off board for her. Her music isn't punk by right. all means. I keep reading like post punk, which post-punk. I don't, I'm not smart enough to know what that means. Okay. Can you it's explain that to me? It's after. It's after. I know that. <laughs> Did you take Latin? Wow, well, that's so <laughs> yes. Post is after, I have heard. Post means after. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I would say bands like Joy Division fall into that post punk mm-hmm. scene uh-huh. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. Like, not as harsh of a punk, I guess, but dark. Pre-alternative, post-punk. Exactly, yeah, post-punk. It fell into the new wave. I mean, she never really called herself goth, but her look was definitely adopted by so many goth people. The the heavy makeup, the black hair, the crimp, the tees, the fishnets, you Mm -hmm. know, so... I think that if you ask her, she'll probably deny, you know, being goth, but... I would too if I were Being her. Being the godmother of Hot Topic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. She doesn't want to be associated. Wasn't wasn't yeah. a member of The Cure in the Banshees for a while? Yeah, uh, Robert Smith uh, was playing guitar, I think, for them in around 1983. So yeah. that was pretty influential too. You know, already he had The Cure, of course. So, but she yeah. started and she made the she made the Banshees and then the Creatures. Um, yes, she started out with the Banshees in '76 took them a long time to get signed by record labels. Record labels were not interested in this kind of version of punk where a woman's fronting mm. it. So, uh, you know, they always had to kind of do things their own way. And then when they finally did get signed, you know, they put out a few albums. And I don't think Robert Smith came along until the third album, maybe fourth even. Um, and then right around the same time, her and her husband, who was the drummer, uh, broke off and did The Creatures. And they kind of Ooh. did the creatures every like four or five years. They would put out a new creatures album. Is so. it much different? Is, is, can you tell the difference between the, the creatures. creatures and yeah, definitely the, the creatures has more of a tribal drummy kind uh-huh. of exotica sound. Oh, okay, and Susie's definitely more guitar, drum, bass mm-hmm. kind of rock. So when you went to this record store and you got to, you started diving into the Banshees catalog, yeah. can you remember the first song with the Banshees that you were like, oh my god, this is my shit? Um, what was the first song? I remember getting the Kaleidoscope album and there were songs like Christine. She tries with a shirt to Kaleidoscope style Personality changes behind her smile Every problem puts a stranger inside 
multiple personality disorders and there was wow. some special that she had watched about her and then she wrote the song about all of her multiple personalities what was that movie with sally fields sybil okay sybil yeah so it wasn't that same vein same th- yeah. same same problem <laughs> same problem in the same war yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly they don't, they don't talk about all multiple personality disorders anymore like they used it's to passe now They're yeah. Like, uh, yeah 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 it's called something else now yeah, I don't know. This will be. I mean, yeah, this, this, is a, this is a psychiatry today. It's a health podcast. Um, so Christine, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, definitely that album was very influential to me. I was just like amazed by the sound. It wasn't anything that I had really known before. It was kind of mellow, also. Mm-hmm. So she was showing me all these different ex- extremes that she would go to each new Susie album. Christine's hard to place for me. Definitely. Yeah. It's not your traditional... And there's no one of... really bef- before or after that I, I like can you know, associate I mean... with that voice. I feel like I read an interview, and I, I don't, I'm not even going to quote who, but they're like, no one can impersonate her because no one can sing and phrase the way that she, that she does. Like, it's, it's yeah. so specific to just her. Like, this music is certain, no matter what you hear, you always know that, that, that it's Susie. And I yeah, think that's so interesting. Absolutely, like, yeah. Like, yeah. You can't really confuse it with any other no. dance music or anything. It's and there's all these weird thing. combinations inside of it. It's like it is that like post punk, yeah, uh, a kind of thing. There's like so many. There's even like a kind of cabaretness to her. Even like absolutely, like the performative yeah. aspects mm-hmm. of it. It's theatrical. It's theatrical yeah. in those interesting ways. I mean, it's, I I wonder if she if there's any influence. The only person that does sometimes call to mind vocally is Debbie Harry. Oh, okay. You know, for me. Yeah. There's like, because there's that kind of ice cold, that kind of distance mm-hmm. in her voice, too. Yeah. Is yeah. what she's saying? Um, so your mom would take you to the record shop? Yeah, we would like, go get down to the vinyls. record shop and, and she buy was cool. Things. Oh, my mom was great. Yeah. Who was her um, diva? Well, I remember my mom was <laughs> even like, uh, I would play this video over and over. It was a concert per, uh, footage of Susie, and it was within this uh, concert called Nocturne. And I would play it so many times as a kid, just play the video over and over again. And it was kind of a lot of different Susie songs. And I would play it so many times. My mom was like, I really like that Israel song. That's my favorite song now. And my mom adopted it too. She was like, oh yeah, I love this too. So my mom wasn't into that type of music, but she could even get into it. Was the household just you and your mom? Uh, No, me, my my mom, my sister, my dad. Um, Yeah, I grew up. And no one, because like I would put stuff on and my, my dad would be like, what? Is oh, this? Yeah, uh, my mom didn't understand it at first, and then some of the other music I listened to, but but, that's so but sweet. she embraced it. She was because my mom's a music lover. Okay, and, that's so sweet. Yeah, that's so, so important that that you weren't being sh- like you know shamed or denied. Definitely, yeah, definitely not. Yeah, were they? How was mom when you came out? Uh, my mom was a little weird when when I actually came out. I think I was maybe nineteen and. She kind of like asked my sister, "Is your brother gay?" And my sister was kind of cornered, and she, my sister, you came was, out to your sister first. Yeah, I was really, we're we're really close. We're only like a year apart. Oh wow! And um, my sister was kind of tired of just lying, and she's like, "He's yeah. gay, yeah, of course." And my mom didn't take it well, but she had kind of only seen versions of gay people on Oprah and things like that, and you know, AIDS crisis, and she really didn't understand, and she was concerned. She didn't like it. She didn't like it at all. Um, 
she eventually came around, you know, after I kind of told her, this is who I am, mm-hmm. this is, I haven't changed. But she originally told me, I would rather you be on drugs than be gay. I would rather your father be gay. It was really weird. I was like, what? Whoa, that's yeah. a big statement to carry it was. around. And, but I told her, you know what, I think you're just, you don't know how to react to this. Yeah, I don't think so. Right. You're going to be fine. Yeah. You're going to get over this. And she did. And it's... She loves me really, like, one, everything is wonderful now, so... There's that crazy searching for a vocabulary at first that they sometimes just can't find, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it comes out so bad. It comes out so strange right. and awkwardly. Yeah. Were you getting into, like, full goth at 19? Oh, yeah. Super like, what goth. was the look? So, um, I mean, even before, I, <laughs> we were talking about Wendy's a second ago. My <laughs> first job was working at a Wendy's. Oh, cute. And I so still, much Frosties. Still want, oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you eat a Frosty now? Can I do one? Yeah, can you have one? Can you eat one? Would you, oh, yeah. Would you, oh, you, I definitely would. Okay, good, because I just That's can't the imagine best thing Wendy, about Wendy's. people turning on Wendy's. Yeah, dipping the fries. Oh, yeah. I have yeah. a Wendy's yeah. two blocks from my house in New York, and it's a dangerous, dangerous oh, okay. time in my life. <laughs> so you were working at Wendy's? Yeah, it was my first job when I was 16, so I was super goth, super trying to emulate Susie's look. I had some black bangs. Oh, really? Oh, and, I want but pictures. you're supposed to look like, you know, a Wendy's employee. But yeah, I would throw the bangs out of the hat, rat it up, and I would draw on Susie eyebrows while I was working, you know. What do you mean draw them on? Well, if you've seen Susie's uh-huh. eyebrows, they're very pointed and very iconic. You know, everyone sees Susie's what eyebrows. What did you try it on with? Eyebrow? An eyebrow? Eye- eye- eyeliner? Pencil? Yeah. Okay, I would have just wanted it to <laughs> yeah. be like a magic marker or something. Oh, I wish. Yeah, no. <laughs> she knows language. No. And you were, do- you, were, you, were go- you were like at the Wendy's... Right, cashier, trying to, trying to serve Susie realness Whoa, with like that is, eyebrows. Were they telling you hair. to like clean it up, faggot? <laughs> yeah, I think eventually they did. Yeah, but I thought I looked great. I yeah. was like, I'm still goth at Wendy's. It was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> trench but, yeah, coats. What about trench coats? I just love a last. trench coat on a goth. Was there yeah, a trench no, coat I wasn't one of those trench coats. No, you yeah, didn't no, have a trench no, coat no, in, was, in there. That wasn't cute. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's never cute on me, so it's always a fantasy. Like, I always try to put on a trench coat and I look like Danny DeVito or something. I like, tried oh. to dabble in goth a lot and it never pulled it off. I goth? Was, yeah. I was never committed enough to actually uh, do it, do it. Oh, yeah. No, I, I was hardcore. Oh. Yeah, goth. Hardcore goth would have long black spider lady nails, dragon Ooh, lady nails I love in high school and Ooh. skirts and Ooh. things like that. So I got wow. picked on a lot. Yeah, I still yeah. think in my heart there's still like got like I feel like that was we we grew up in a small town in Michigan mm-hmm. and that was the only weird there was like the theater kids that were just there was like dorkies like yeah. the theater kids the band kids the and then there was just the goths yeah mm-hmm. and that was the only but there was only real people trying to do something different sure yeah yeah, yeah. And so I just always hope that there's always still that I was always friends with the goths oh, okay I yeah. was always friends because the they kind of did theater too or there was like some kind of Rocky or picture film I feel like was like a yeah that's common, like a draw or like a crossover yeah crossover yeah. common yeah. thing that we, we that's the, that's the goth and the goth community theater Venn diagram yeah yeah, yeah. exactly there's a crossover <laughs> there's a crossover <laughs> <laughs> like the same birthday yeah. party so how did you know like you were like full fan like, when you were um, like, okay, full fan, I'm obsessed, like, I want to get her magazines, oh, like, were you, uh, like, cutting photos? Well, you what know, I you mean, doing? back in the day, it was, it, was, it was hard to, like, find her. Like I was saying, you just kind of had to hope that she would show up on TV or really actively go search for the records right. and things like that. So I searched anything that I could find. I bought albums, about video, uh, like, video releases of all of her hit or videos that were released and things like that. Um... And tried to just find anything I could. Um, then I finally got to see her. She performed okay. 1991. It was the very first Lollapalooza that they ever did. Yes. Wow. So yes. it was like Jane's Addiction, Susie and the Banshees, Nine Snails, And I was freaking out. You know, like, it was like, I was like, this is my moment. I don't care about, I liked a lot of those bands. But just didn't really care. I was there to see Susie. And did you sure. have a Susie friend that came with you? Did you have any friends that were into this? Yeah, I had a girl that came with me that was, was down, but she wasn't as hardcore as me. Right. I was kind of on my own, you know? Mm-hmm. Everyone else had their Depeche Mode or their Cure, and I don't remember anyone that I was friends with that was like hardcore Susie like me. So I was kind of alone in it, which I kind of liked. Because it There's felt like it was yours. mine. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It felt like it was mine. That was mm-hmm. the great part about it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, 1991, she played the Lollapalooza Festival. 
and it was kind of weird because at that time, Susie was kind of transitioning, trying to be a little bit more pop. And she released mm. this album called Superstition. The cover's bright pink. She's in a yellow dress. And you were like, what's going on? You know, she's this, the, uh, she did this song called Kiss Them For Me. And in, in your, Is it good? It's, it's a great song. It's not the best. It's her pop crossover. Should we, it's but, like a dance but, song, Should right? we sample it? Yeah, you should, should sample, sample it. it because this is the song everyone will know. But really? if you were a hardcore goth Susie kind of fan, you were like, what is she doing? She's abandoning us. She's, yeah, she's leaving us. What, why is she wearing pink? Who is this lady? But maybe she's... But, but you know what is wonderful about this song is if you listen to it, it's about the death of Jane Mansfield, which is pretty fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, that's pretty and hardcore. And kind of dark. Pretty goth. Yeah. That's yeah. goth. That's goth, right? That's goth. <laughs> We're going to walk away and be like, we know what goth is. That's goth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like shit, that's goth. <laughs> So you're at Lollapalooza and you see her do Kiss Them For Me. Was that the first song she did in the set? Like, wh- how were your seats? Uh, what, was the, what was the feeling um, like? It was kind of like in the middle of the amphitheater, and which I was kind of mad about because I had woke up at four in the morning to go get those tickets and wait in line. This is back when you had to wait in line for tickets, you know. And uh, I was in the in the middle of the amphitheater, bright sun, you know, a million goth kids kind of melting in the sun, their mm-hmm. their makeup kind of coming off, just praying that she'd come on soon, you know. And she, she performed, and it was still daylight, which was weird, but you know, um, she she did all of the great songs, you know, Peekaboo, Kiss Them For Me, and then her older stuff, Spellbound, like we were talking about, and some ones from her first album, Switch, and it was. I was screaming. I was just, like, freaking out the whole time because there she is, even though I'm kind of far away. But, you know, I'd been waiting for that moment because this is a woman that just seemed kind of elusive to me. I couldn't just even access her videos when I wanted to, you know, like you can now. Right, So, you know, she's from England. She's not from around here. So it was like, thank God she's in front of me. Like It was like the queen had arrived in Colorado for me, you know. It was great, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And... Yeah, I mean, everything else was great, too. You know, stayed for Nine Inch Nails and Jane's Addiction, and that was Do you fun. like one iconic moment that you remember, or was it all just a blur? That was a bit of a blur. Right. Yeah, yeah that was a bit of a blur. I've, I've seen Susie quite a few times after that were probably more impressionable, but when you're that young and you're just that excited, your brain kind of explodes. It and does. You're just like, ah! <laughs> also, like, we always talk about being in the room with that person. Like, they're, they're oh, yeah. in this space. Yeah. It's just kind of mind-bending. Yeah, that's another thing. I don't know if I'd ever want to meet her. Oh, well, we always <laughs> ask that question. Why, 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 why do you feel that way? From this story my husband actually told me, like that she kind of scoffed at him when uh, he asked her to sign this drawing that he did of her, mm. and she kind of rolled her eyes, because he, pr- he was probably trying to look too hard like her, I imagine, and she kind of rolled her eyes at him. And oh, I would die man. if she ever rolled her yeah. eyes at me. I would literally die we say this about <laughs> our diva bet midler yeah I, 
like I was. You I, win the point again. I win the point because I said her name first. <laughs> it's like no one can take away my love for Bette Midler except there's only one person who could take it away, right. and that's Bette Midler that's Bette herself. And I, even though I know she wouldn't do that intentionally to right. me. The chance. The chance. The and there's chance. a good chance with her. Yeah, and she's yeah. very prickly, and she's older, and she does not suffer fools gladly. Right. You know, and yeah. so I don't, I wouldn't, I just don't want to take the risk. Me too. Same. It's yeah. also, there's like a fantasy, yeah. you know, like, this yeah. is like a god, like, yeah. keep it there. That's why I'm just like, you know, it's like. You're it's, better off not knowing sometimes. Yeah, yeah, like, it's also so personal to you that you'll never know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like they, they weren't there in your bedroom when you were weeping and like yeah. raging, exactly for like years. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then I imagine myself talking to them and saying, "Oh, I really like your music. Oh, you're super great, and I love you." And sounding like a big dork, and, and like and saying nothing specific, and they're like, just be like, "You're perfect." Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I can't think of anything <laughs> smart to say. <laughs> yeah, oh. I know. It's anyway, hard. Right. Take Keep us on the journey. See you, Sar. It's our yeah. life, life, life changed. So, yeah, life changed, definitely. Hoped I would see her again. I think it was a few years until I'd, I'd seen them. Was, uh, the was Susie it still the in Denver, again. or did you... Still in Denver, yeah. Yeah? I li- uh, How long did you live in Denver I lived for? in Denver till 2000. And then I moved out here to California and lived in Did Long you, like, Beach. move into, like, did you go to, like, live in the city of Denver, or...? Yeah, uh, yeah well, you know, I grew up in Littleton, and then once I became, like, 18, I moved downtown Denver. They have like a real to... alternative scene there though. Yeah. Right? Like it's yeah. a cool scene there. Definitely. Yeah. When definitely. I went there they were really into picklebacks. Picklebacks. Like where you like do a shot and then you would do a shot of pickle juice. <laughs> <laughs> Straight people everywhere are into that. Are they? That's like the butchest There's thing like you've bar... ever said on the show. <laughs> I mean I did it. I was like, oh, I love throwing up. So yeah. but there are like types of I don't remember types of pickles. Keep this in there. This is important. You go to Denver, you get a pickle, get a pickle back. back. After like yeah. a whiskey. You heard of that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, babe. Well we're all we're even, all crazy scene down there. Even I missed it. I don't maybe that developed after I left. I yeah. <laughs> so you moved down to Denver. You found your people. Or did you? Find you your or did you? Or did or you? Did find, you? I'm assuming you found no. your people. I mean, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, my first boyfriend and I, we got together about right when I was graduating high school, and he was another little goth kid. And, yeah. And we kind of grew up and tried to make our own kind of scene out there because there wasn't a lot, but there were there was some things out there. So we started to focus on uh, kind of underground bands and things like that and, and we made our own magazine and we had our own DJ nights and things like that yeah definitely cool. and it was it was even carried at Hot Topic back in the day Nuh-uh. distributed to all their stores what was it called? it was called Shadowed Sky and it was just about goth bands and goth looks and whatnot. and I'll show you guys before you leave I'll I was pull just going to ask if you have any yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah um, so yeah I, I mean Susie definitely started my my love for all things dark and kind of. I mean, I, I think I already had that in me because when I was a kid, I was so obsessed with very few things. It was the Wicked Witch from Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. I was definitely like a fan of robots and dinosaurs, and it was like those three things and Halloween and like so. Susie kind of melded into my world pretty easy. I was like, this is what I'm about, <laughs> you know, kind of dark, strange things, I guess. So no. did you freak out when she made a song for the goth movie of all time, Batman Returns? Oh, yeah. It it actually redeemed her for doing Kiss Them For Me. Oh. When that came out, you saw what she looked like, and she was gorgeous. And the song, absolutely, I think, is probably the most fitting song for that movie. I mean, it's, it's so about the struggles that, you know... Catwoman is having with herself, with her love relationship with Batman. She nailed it 100%. And
I think it's so. She's just there's like a slinking. She's sensual. She's kind of and also primal. Yeah, you know, which is everything that Michelle Pfeiffer is in that film too. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think that there's another soundtrack song that fits a movie so well as that one. It's it's so good. good, Yeah, Yeah. it's so perfect. Yeah, God, that movie is great. (laughs) So yeah, my favorite. One of my favorite movies. I can't believe Michelle Pfeiffer did not win an Oscar for that movie. Or get nominated. Crazy. Not even nominated. Michelle for the criminally underappreciated. Oh, this yeah, song could have been that. nominated. If there was anything cool about anything in this world, wouldn't that be amazing if this song was nominated? If for... Susie had an oh, Oscar for this yeah. song? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would that would have been her one chance for anything kind of commercial. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, oh, oh. Because, yeah, because that was for the movie and then she did uh, for Hannibal, right, recently. She did a song for Hannibal. You're right. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. That totally spaced my mind. Yeah. But that was, no, 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 for the TV show. The TV show, yep. right, yeah. And then, after that, did the Banshees only have one more album after that? Right, I, their last album together was The Rapture, I think that was 1995. It was, yeah. yeah. So, it's a long-ass time ago already, you know? I graduated high school in 94, so, yeah, and then uh, Susie um, kind of came back and did the seven-year itch tour, I think it was 2002. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? Um, I did, yeah, here, and so, I was living in California, saw her there for that. Why'd that you was, move to California? Um, the worst reason you should ever move anywhere. Boyfriend. Boyfriend. Yes! Bing, bing, bing. Yeah. <laughs> we win. Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah, my, my crazy little goth boyfriend, too, at the time, he had a band, and he was cool and neat, but he didn't even, like, he wasn't. He wasn't fully uh, accepting of his own sexuality, and I had already processed that years ago. Whoa. I was like, "Well, you're 33, and you're still going through that. Sorry." Whoa. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't into that. Was there yeah. a whole punk scene out here though? That or goth scene that was like? Yeah, I mean, yeah, goth death rock scene that, in Hollywood and, right? and Long Beach and things like that. That I was definitely. There's still such an undercurrent to. of that here. I feel like there's still yeah a lot of my friends. You know, I mean, one of you know my group of friends they just closed their 20 year club that they'd been doing in Long Beach for 20 years, wow. and they finally called it a night, but um, there's still undercurrents of it here and there, but for the most part, it's kind of washed away. Because well, it was of an know? era, too, right? Like there was, that, there was a lot of the music coming out that was that was popular. Yeah. Did you, do you remember when they broke up? Was that a big thing? No, because it was just kind of one of those things where sometimes you just didn't hear about them for a while, you know? Right. Like, it wasn't, like, on the radar. So you're just kind of sitting around years past, wonder when that next album's coming out. Wonder when that... Mm. Are you ever getting back together? I guess not. It wasn't a big announcement kind of thing. Right, so. it wasn't like a Spice Girls yeah. moment. But she didn't really make music. Was she, 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 was she kind of... Did she have anything that you were really... Um, well, uh, you know, uh, uh, they did do a Creatures, mm-hmm. so you kind of felt like things were still rolling along. Uh-huh. Then Susie released her own solo album. I think that was, what, 2006, 7? 2006 mm-hmm. or 7? Um, How do we feel about so it? So there was always this... Uh, I, I, look, I enjoy it, yeah. but, I mean, it's definitely not my favorite stuff. Uh-huh. How did it change when she was by herself versus well, the Creatures and the Banshees? It's also so much time has passed, so there's yeah. probably just... So much time has passed. Um, I think one of the obvious things that people might say, and maybe <laughs> the obvious thing for me was... Her voice really deteriorated because she had been screaming and singing for so many years that she's smoking. She's a big smoker. Mm-hmm. Her, her voice just kind of started to sound a little rough in a in an odd way. Mm. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it was it was still kinda great. Like, album. Um, like loungy smoking kind of voice. Was it like that? Like, a, uh, what's a, what's a good track from that? Solo uh, album that would embody see, it for us. The the album is called Manta Ray. And it's 
Yeah, into a swan. Into a swan. Into a swan. Yeah. What in the world is happening? What in the world could this be? I'm on the verge of an awakening. A new kind of strength for me. Mistake boyfriend following, but mm-hmm. but good to come to a you know, yeah. La La Land. Yeah. And that's where you saw the seven year itch. Yeah, at the Palladium, at the Hollywood Palladium. Was that epic? Yeah, that was yeah, that was awesome. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with vaginal vaginal cream Davis. Uh-huh. She she opened for Susie. Oh, that's so special. And it, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. Wow, that's radical. Because you know it kind of, it you know it, it was it was definitely a nod to the queer culture too, which right. I think. Yeah, queers love Susie. The, the dark queers love Susie. Do you know, they? The, we don't. We yeah. don't know. We really don't know. Why, <laughs> you know, why, I don't know. Why, why, is that? That? why do the dark queers? Well, I, I think that and... you know. I mean, it comes down to just being being a bit of an outsider, and in some ways, you know, you grow up queer in a small town. You feel like an outsider. You don't feel like you relate with heterosexuals. Who do you relate to? And it's sometimes just these very odd artists, these beautiful women that are their own power sources for you mm-hmm. and definitely just latch on to that. Mm-hmm. I did, definitely. So yeah. do you think in like when you go to the concerts you can definitely see there's like a swath of those queer weirdos like stepping up and like yeah. buying her tickets. Oh yeah. Her. yeah there's... She, obviously she knew it if she was gonna have vaginal yeah. open for her. She knew it she you know Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I mean Susie's a bit of a, a drag queen in a way anyway, right. too, you know. She wears so, a costume. Yeah, she has, she's, she has a costume. she's got a whole look and a theatrical. Yeah. Is she bisexual? Yeah, she is bisexual. Yeah? She's talked about that? Right? Yeah, it's it's not talked about very often, but um, kind of in her later years, I think it got addressed. Oh, but, yeah. that's rad. Yeah. Was there a special, uh, you said earlier that there were special moments from later concerts. Was there, like, a special moment you remember from that Palladium show? Um, ooh. I mean, that would be I so hard. That would be so anything. hard too for me to. Yeah, yeah. Because it is just like so. Like the whole thing is just this like spiritual experience. Yeah. That like the one moment doesn't stick out, but the whole thing is just like oh, I'm at church and yeah, exactly. I'm just church vibing with <laughs> yeah. this like thing. Yeah. Do you like that song, Fear of the Unknown? It's is not one. Of, it's not one of yeah. my favorites, but I'm down with. What it. is yeah. your favorite? We haven't even like gotten um, into your, what's your favorite. You said us a whole okay. link of stuff. So well, give us your favorite. Yeah, um, my favorite things is that. like I mentioned, the whole Kaleidoscope album is my favorite. I love, you know, songs like Paradise Place and and um, Desert Kisses. Her first album is her one of them that's like most harsh, which I really love too because I bought it very early on, which is called The Scream. And she's uh, hasn't really figured out. It's 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 definitely got the more punk vibe. Oh, you know what's amazing? What is she? So so that album, the the scream was done in like '78. It's the first one. It's very rough. It's very, you know, they're just figuring out. But years, a few years later, they redid some of the songs from that album with a full-on orchestra oh, on this pretty. album called the, Fo- the Thorn. It was called, like... Um, oh, Overground. Over, overground, overground. Yeah. yes, Thorn that's overground. the one. It's beautiful. This is an album? I don't know if I've ever seen this album. Well, this is from The Scream. It's a song called Overground. And then they re- she redid it on Thorn. The Thorn was an EP that was kind of rare. Thank you. 
love that. Yeah, it's a big contrast to the way the, the, the song is originally. And, you know, the things she's singing about, you know, you're just overground for identity and overboard for reality. It's She's she's just this constant mystery that I love. It's just so great to me. Yeah. Kind of like know. the mystery of, 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 like, that you can always go back and have something else to unpack in it. Is sure. I mean, like, a little or? bit of that. But, you know, she's challenging identities. Like, uh, I'm imagining, you know, when she wrote this song, she was living in, like, England in, in the 70s, and it was probably pretty sterile. And she, she wrote this song called Suburban Relapse, which is about, you know, like a housewife having a kind of a freak-out panic attack. And, you know, it was just such a weird subject matter that I really admired with her. Mm. So, um, I don't know. It, 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 it always seemed like something that I admired because she wasn't singing about things I automatically knew what they were about. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? You yeah. had to kind of look into it and, mm-hmm. and say, what is she talking about? You had to invest time in it. It yeah. didn't just come to you. You actually had to like yeah. get into the yeah the thinking of it. What? What? Like, what do you... What? 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 No, is there... Like, like now in your life, when when yeah. do you go to her? Like, when, like, how often do you go to her, or do you go to her for a specific thing recently, or? Um, specific- I would say I go to Susie now because I've been listening to her for so long. When I want my my husband and I, we love a good night where we're having wine and we have our YouTube night and we'll dance around our living room with with and a lot of the times it's Susie. And uh, we just have a blast just listen because he knows it exactly like I do. He can name all the lyrics, all the songs. Sometimes I think he might even know more than me. But um, we, it was one of those connections that we had that I was like, oh, thank God you get it. Because, I mean, like a lot of, a lot of gays don't get it. Do you remember <laughs> when you were going out and you realized you were both huge Susie fans? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and... I was think, that in L.A.? Yeah, we met, and he lived in the Pacific Palisades, and um, I lived over here in Los Feliz, and, you know, we got together, met on Facebook, innocently. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) On some post-punk chat room? (laughs) No, I think someone actually tagged us in a video, and it was like, I think Brandon and Spindle, you would both like this, and I was like, who's this dude? And um, when we actually met, we got to talking, and... And I was like, oh, he gets every Susie reference, everything. He's got it all. It was it was what sealed the deal. Really? Among an, oh. uh, several other things. The interests yeah. were yeah. so aligned. The interests were, the stars were aligned. When you were yeah. saying the YouTube thing, I was like, Nick, can I do that too? And then I thought, I'm not, I'm not going to say that we're not married. <laughs> we're not married. <laughs> we do do that. Yeah. <laughs> my partner and I do that too, though we don't oh, have good. the same diva. And, so, and my cat and I do yeah. that too, though <laughs> yeah. we don't we do have that the same diva. Yeah. So we all have our things, don't we? All we all have our divas. Isn't that nice? <laughs> I wonder if we're ever going to do an episode of this show where we don't talk about YouTube so much. Oh, we talk about it so much. Oh, yeah. Well, just as being like a tool that like, talk about like, you can't get information, you can't get information, and then all of a sudden, now anyone with their private collection, with their like bootlegged whatever, can upload it. And thank God. But because I was literally starved for Susie info. Yeah, I mean, like I was saying, you just had to, maybe one day it'll show up on TV again. Who right. knows? Right. And you're you're waiting, and I would I would record videos like on to VHS, and I'd have to sort through all these videos and just hope to pray that Susie might pop up and hit the record button really fast on my VCR and be like, oh my god, there she Did is. Did you have a, like a, a blank tape waiting yeah. in the oh, VCR in oh, case yeah. she was on TV? Yeah, uh, yeah, I definitely. That's beautiful. And, and for other artists that I would do, my mm-hmm. mom taught me that she was a media recorder, so um, she would definitely record videos all the time in the eighties. And whatever she was into, Bruce Springsteen, or I don't know who she was into at the time. But so I learned that from my mom, <laughs> and I would I would do the same thing with Susie and like hope that she would appear. We had this show in Denver in the '90s called Teletoons, which would was like a public access program, but they would play underground videos. So I got to learn a lot about you know Susie and other musicians through that through that avenue. Thank God it was they would play like once a week on Sunday at like noon. For an hour, 
and I would just be, put the tape in. Hope I see I some Susie videos. We'll see. So it's so weird now because you know everyone has access to anything, literally anything you want. It. We talk kind of how like yeah. we did that where we would like sit like around when the concert was going to be on. There was something like it was an event. Right. Like even the smallest thing was an event. Like mm-hmm. I, rem- you know, like that you that you could tape and right, like being right. on Larry King Live. Right. And we would like he we would like see like an ad for it or read it in TV Guide. And you're waiting for it to happen. I've got to be home. You tape it and then you watch it again and yeah. again because yeah. like, well, what did you you know? Yeah. But there's also like I know because like because like Bet or like some of the other people I love mm-hmm. don't. Uh, Annie Lennox sometimes hasn't taken a, taken a long time to not release music. Right. That like then when when you get the YouTube, you know you're like okay now I get some new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You things know, you missed. Things you missed ten years ago. And, things and, now. Yeah. And especially when yeah. since Susie hasn't you know isn't as prolific as she was. Right. Yeah. Back in the day, it's like now YouTube kind of can give you that kind of high. Yeah. Absolutely. Kind of like plug into and I mean like Susie, she's definitely on the lesser known spectrum of the diva so you just had to pray that you ran across her yeah and <laughs> do you think she hasn't gotten her due because i maybe kind of feel that you know way. what i i don't think she's for everyone and that's all right but not, not for everyone but hasn't I, gotten I her due think... how how amazing she is you know i think that the people think that, that she'll always be that the special? people that love her love her yeah and like really they you know i was on the internet the other day and they there was this thing, it was like a kind of an 80s recap thing that said, remember them? Remember Susie Sue? And it was like, you know, quite, uh, apostrophe, M-E-M-B-E-R, remember them? And it was like, Susie popped up on there. And the people that were commenting, a lot of them were like, oh, I've never heard of her. But then the people that knew her were like, are you kidding? She's the queen of God. She's the queen. Of course I know her. I listen to her every day. God damn it. You know, like, they were <laughs> getting really wild. mad. Yeah. And so the people that know, know. Mm-hmm. And the people that don't know as much, sometimes it's lost on them. And that's fine. It's okay. I don't really think that she ever really needs to get this kind of don't you get it about Susie? You have to understand. I don't care. You don't People care. Don't. You don't care. She's in the yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Because whatever, you know, th- this is the thing. Like I think we mentioned it earlier. It's like it's yours. It's yours. It's your special thing. It's yours. And you got it, and you get it, and you get it to the ninth degree, and that's amazing. If, you know. <laughs> so imagine if there's like a little goth closeted kid yeah. in Colorado right now who listens to this podcast. Sure. And you could recommend a Susie song for that little kid to start with. What song do you think it would be? Um, um, this did happen, though, recently. I remember I met a, a guy that was like, I've never heard Susie. What should I start with? And I asked Facebook. I was like, oh, my God. Some, where do I start with this guy? What do you guys say? Where, where, did, you, where did you go on to Facebook? Did you have because a, I literally a Susie couldn't can, think. But you, but saying, do you have like a Susie? I, I have a lot of friends that are... Oh, okay. The, the, so you the, just posted you know, it on your, on your... On my Facebook, okay. yeah, to my friends. Okay. Because they all... You know, sure, because you yeah. wouldn't friend someone who was, who was not <laughs> right. a Susie yeah, fan. Exactly. I mean, yeah, obviously, no. you're not foolish. Your, your page is your Susie. It's <laughs> yeah. a Susie fan page, so that's where you went. Yeah, so I, you know, I asked. I was like, what do I start with? And that everyone had their own opinions. It's so varied. I yeah, can't it's like personal I, taste. Yeah, it's it's. Um, What's yours? Like I would I would start with um, I would say you need to listen to probably <laughs> so hard. Um, Hall of Mirrors is it, it's a song she covered actually by his Kraftwerk song.
she didn't write, did she write her own songs? She wrote all of her own songs, but there is an amazing album that Susan Manchus did, which was all oh, the covers. the covers album. Yeah. Yeah. We, that's how basic we are. We were like, oh, she does covers, we love covers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we can get into covers, so we love covers. You love covers, right? Love so, covers. I mean, when that album came out, I was like, that may, that helped me understand music too, because I was like, well, who, if these are covers, who did these before? I didn't know a lot of those artists. Sparks and, you know, she did a Bob Dylan song. She did this, uh, what was it like, Craftwork? And I love this Craftwork cover that she did. She made it. Every song on that album, she really made her own. They weren't just covers. They weren't just. This is exactly the same as that artist, and I'm trying to sound like them. She transformed them to her own. She did a song off the Jungle Book. Beautiful. And oh, that's just, so cool. Oh, wow. So she made every single song her own. Hall of Mirrors. And is also, they like, combined all of these random random artists to be like, look, I can like stamp, I can make a cohesive album with my sound on. Well, and and people that influenced her. Too. An influencer, yeah. And oh. it's a, it's always such an aesthetic thing to me. Covers, I love. Me too. It's like a, it's it's taking your aesthetic and using other great music and wrapping your kind of packaging around and it, which giving I love. a nod to people that have come before you that have influenced and inspired you. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. Tori's a good one at that. She loves to cover. Tori loves to cover, yeah. Yeah. So I was happy to hear, okay, it was kind of the first thing because, you know, there's not a lot of, back in the day, there wasn't a lot of interviews I could hear. So it was like, oh, I get it. Now I'm finding out what Susie likes because there weren't interviews for it. I had to find out through the album. Well, who who are these people she covered? And I had to do my own research on it, you know, because there were no interviews to watch. (laughs) Take a look. I don't know. Shit. Okay, we have one more question for you. Okay. This is this one created the... <laughs> Did I create it? I think so. I don't know. Well, I don't know if I created it, but it's a question we'd love to ask everybody. Okay. Okay. So this is like a, an imagination exercise. Okay. I'm handing you um, an imaginary cell phone. Okay. On the other end of that cell phone is Susie's voicemail. <laughs> so you don't have to talk to her, but you get to leave her a voicemail message. So should leave it in a timely fashion or else it's going to beep. But you can take your time deciding what you want to say to her. And she will listen to it. Give me a second to think about that. That's okay. Yeah. You know, I feel like people ask you these questions and you're like, what could be said to these people that hasn't been said before? I love you. <laughs> right. Yeah, like... Which has been said. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's so... Oh. I, 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 and this has always been my fear about meeting someone that I really admire. I'm like, what am I gonna say to that? Gonna How say, am I gonna I love you? Love you? Love you? It's funny because you want to be awesome. memorable. You want to be as memorable to yeah. them as they were to you, kind of. You know what? Um, I would have to say that I would just say thank you because you really made a difference. And I wouldn't really like go into detail, but on the message. But for me, she paved a whole different path for me that I don't think I would have known existed. She showed me how that I could do things my own way. I didn't have to seek approval. It wasn't about... She she showed me so many things. It's not about sex. It's not about this. You can just be yourself. And it can be really weird, too. And And no one has to understand it. I don't think I would tell her all the things. I would probably just say a mere... Thank, Thank you, you for being the person you are and existing. Thank you, Susan. Well, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're just going to simply say thank you. <laughs> Cheers. 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 That was Cheers. beautiful. And thank thanks, you, everyone, for listening. And you can um, download uh, the episodes. Put, and on, you can put on some black lipstick. Put on yeah. some black eyebrows. <laughs> eyebrows. Some, and do it with yeah. a Sharpie. Do it with a permanent <laughs> Sharpie. I dare Make you. Make it last. That's yeah. God. <laughs> Make, Make it last. last. That's exactly. God. Shave your eyebrows off. <laughs> put on Sharpies. Put on some Even if you're a pop goth, you can still do this. Pop you goth. can you can rate and review Bring this it. podcast. You can follow us. Where can they follow us, Jason? Okay, they can follow us at at Walmart, Kmart, Sears, Macy's. We are Don't. in <laughs> we are in every national mall. We are also um, on okay. Instagram. Yep, 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 yep. Twitter, Twitter. Facebook. Fucking send us your stories about Susie and tell us how she changed her life. Tell us what you'd say in a voicemail to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Light some candles, draw your coven, and uh, rock out. Thank rock you, out everyone. Susie. Thanks for listening.
Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.